All right. Hi, everybody. Hi. It's almost Halloween. Yes. <laughs> Halloween's welcome to your Welcome to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and the occasional story from you. So please send your stories to talkcrooked at gmail.com. Yes. I want to hear what you're doing for Halloween. Yes, let us know. Um, we are still recording ahead, so, but, um, (laughs) we're going to be taking a little bit of a break, but I will still be checking emails. Yes. Um, So, just let us know. Might jump on here and do a quick little story time, tell Carrie some stories from you guys. Um, post some bonus episodes, maybe even. We'll see. But you guys got to send us stuff. So we yes. can do that. <laughs> yeah. I can't give you a bonus episode if you don't send me stuff. <laughs> True. Um, so. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So I, I'm only doing one article because um, I figured we could dig into it a little bit. Um, so I'm, ga- I'm here to talk to you about the Yakuza. And if you don't. Great. Know, yeah. We are on a list now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't know what the Yakuza is, it is basically the mob in Japan. The Yakuza. <laughs> yes. They are wild. Terrifying. Yes. Wild and terrifying. Way scarier than the mob here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Highly recommend going and listening to Lazy Masquerade's horror narrations about uh, instances with the Yakuza. Sure. If you want to be on a list with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's not the fun kind of list. I don't know why you're laughing. I'm terrified. <laughs> sure, they're going to come find us and deal yeah. with us, even though we're in America a whole hemisphere away. They might. <laughs> Oh, well. They don't fuck around. I know. I know they don't. But, uh... Sorry, I'm trying not to eat into the mic. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're just, we're gonna talk about them. So, this was written by Justin McCurry in Tokyo. And it was posted July 17th, 2020. So, by the time this episode comes out, they'll have a ruling on this. Um, Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, the Japan police seek to stop Yakuza handing out Halloween sweets to children. Because apparently the Yakuza throw a big bash around Halloween for the children. It's the creepiest thing I've ever heard of. Right. Um, Who brings their kids to that? (laughs) He was like, yeah, let's go take our kids to get candy from a bunch of murderers. I have no idea, but like... The from the stories that I've heard, like the Yakuza are more they're more out in the open than you would think they would be. Yes, they're a thousand percent out in the open. That's why they're absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> um Police in Japan are planning to deprive children of their trick-or-treat goodies this Halloween. But only because it gives... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's some aggressive slander. Yeah, there. it is. <laughs> You're slinging some shade. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Um, Seriously. 
but only because the gifts come from members of the country's biggest underworld organization. Yamaguchi Gumi gang members, based in the western port city of Kobe, have been distributing sweets to local children at Halloween most years since 2013. But local police, concerned about a possible turf war, are to submit a bill to... Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your kids could be... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah! Um, so there's just, like, kids coming to get candy, and then suddenly everyone's dead. Yeah. That's what's... That's oh what they're worried god. about. Um, oh my god! <laughs> the local This po- is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> the local police are to submit a bill to the pre- prefectural assembly that, if passed, would ban members of the Yakuza from giving money and gifts to under-18s. Yeah, that should be a thing anyway. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Um... <laughs> This is so creepy. (laughs) In previous years, children have descended on the Yamaguchi Gumi headquarters, where gang members would hand out colorfully decorated bags of sweets and snacks to children dressed in Halloween costumes. I don't know that I would trust that. No! But apparently the event is thought to be an attempt by the 105-year-old organization to soften its image in response to stricter anti-gang laws. And concern- yeah, no, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. That's not how you do that. No. <laughs> you do that by stopping what you're doing, <laughs> not by giving candy to kids. Yeah. That's literally, like, the creepiest thing you could have chosen. It is. Um, you want to buy some candy? You want some candy, little girl? Don't pay attention to the Uzi strapped to my back. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, they just, they're missing a van. Like, that's all this is missing, (laughs) is a creepy van. Yes. And puppies. Um. You want to play with my puppy, little girl? Like, that dude. Oh, my God. God. From Patreon. Yes. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So, it it wanted to soften its image in response to stricter anti-gang laws and concern about public safety following a bitter split within its ranks. The tactic appears to have backfired, however, with the assembly... Oh, did it? (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Sorry, CVS keeps calling me. They shouldn't be calling me. Um, No, they shouldn't. Tell them to mind their business. Yeah. They shouldn't have my medications. It should be at the other pharmacy. Um, So, the tactic appears to have backfired, however, with the Assembly expected to debate the bill in September. If passed, the bill would strengthen an ordinance and ban gang members from allowing children onto their premises or from making contact with them, according to the... Yes, that's correct. (laughs) According to the Asahi Simboon. I don't know what that is. Uh, repeat offenders would face up to six months in prison or a maximum fine of 500,000 yen, which would be... That's not very much. No. But it would be for every <laughs> child. I, I, no. Oh, so, like, they would stack? I guess not. I, I read that wrong. So, maximum fine of 500,000 yen. So, it would that would be the max they could do. When you're, like, in the mob, I don't feel like that's a lot of money. And six months... 
six months is not a very long time. No. That's a slap in the wrist. And you probably shouldn't be putting them in jail so that they can round up more members. <laughs> um, it's what? not a great plan. No. So, although similar events were canceled last year and in 2015 on public safety grounds, local... There were more kid events that they were trying to do? Yeah. Local education... Oh, no. This is, like, double evil because it feels like they're trying to, like, convey to children that they're not dangerous so that they can get more people to, like, enter or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Um, This is sinister. Oh, yeah. Uh, local education authorities have been reluctant to warn school children not to attend out of consideration for those whose parents have mob connections. It's not out of consideration for those children. It's to make sure that you don't die. Like, oh my god. Like other Yakuza organizations, the Yamaguchi Gumi, which once accounted for about half of all Japan's gang members and was worth an estimated $6.6 billion, is at a critical point in its history. Overall membership hmm. of gangs fell. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Overall membership of gangs fell by 2300 from 2018 to a record low of 28,200 last year. According, <laughs> according to the National Police Agency, as police crackdowns and stricter laws made it increasingly difficult to generate enough funds to pay their members. Oh my god. The Yamaguchi Cry me a fucking river. Right. <laughs> people are safer yeah um the yamaguchi gumi with 8900 members has been the target of police warnings of a turf war with a breakaway group formed in 2015 amid internal rows over its boss shinobu suka sukasa mm-hmm. yeah sure 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 i don't want to mess up his name and him come fuck me up um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the story. You bring me dishonor. <laughs> that's the story about the Yakuza Halloween party this year. I thought we could have oh, some fun with that. <laughs> that's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, my story has nothing to do with that. Mine's a lot more fun. Hey, and a mine sexy. was fun. <laughs> well, yeah, but terrifying. Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> very upset <laughs> oh goodness all right let's take a quick break and then we'll uh we're gonna we're gonna go back in time okay all right all right all right we're back hi everybody all right so i found a really fun article so we are going back to my favorite time to my favorite plague the to Black talk about and the medieval one times. of my favorite one of my favorite topics as well. I'm just so excited. Okay. So this is um, this is a Ranker article uh, by Kellen Perry. It was updated July 19th, 2019. July 19th is my anniversary. Aww. Cute. Um, <clears throat> imagine what you were doing last July. <laughs> what that looked like and how different everything is. <laughs> it's It was probably the wow. same for me. I tend to stay inside. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I hate Well, summer. we're going to talk about... 
We're going to talk about what sex was like during the Black Death. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and it's perfect for this episode, because guess what number this is? 69. <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. So, <laughs> have you ever wondered what sex during the Black Plague was like? No, I it have sounds- not. <laughs> I have. That's what I always think about shit like that. Like, I'm watching period movies, mm-hmm. you know, like from... That sounds bad, but, like, you know, I'm watching, like, Pride and Prejudice or, like, something like that, and I'm like, what did they do when they had their period? You know what I mean? I just, I think about shit. So, (laughs) um, anyway, it's, and then I look at my mom, and she's like, why would you say that? And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's that offensive? Okay. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Um, All right, it sounds sick and twisted, but life goes on, as they say, even during an epidemic. Yeah. Right? Hashtag quarantine fucking. Apparently um, there was are... an increase in the number of sex dolls bought. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Sad, yeah. yeah. We're, we're stuck inside. <laughs> so people are still people, even when a ton of people are swept away. At least 75 million died during the epidemic. Engaging in physical relationships during the Black Plague, another common name for it, um, was in many ways a lot like how it was during the rest of the Middle Ages, but... The extreme conditions led to some extreme expressions of sexuality. I'm so excited. Bedroom activity, quote unquote, bedroom activity during the Black Plague. I'm going to start calling it that. Yes. We're scheduled for bedtime activity tonight. (laughs) Paranormal Um, activity, bedtime activity. Yes, bedroom activity. Um, during During the Black Plague was in some ways pretty wild, with some revelers deciding to hump the rest of their seemingly short lives away. But doctors at the time also told people to avoid overexerting themselves in the bedroom because they thought the, quote, bad air would reach them easier if they did. Uh-huh. It's not airborne. No. Um, <laughs> read, on, read on to learn more about what making love during the Black Plague was really like. <gasps> I'm so excited. All right. You ready to get kinky? Yes. All right. There were gatherings in graveyards. Why are we fucking in the graveyards? Gatherings is in sexy quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> We're having orgies in the graveyards. Mm-hmm. The Black Plague was a stressful time to be alive for obvious reasons. We can all relate, mm-hmm. I think, right now. Yeah. Um, one way to cope, according to historian David Hurley, Hurley, um, the author of The Black Plague and the Transformation of the West, Mm-hmm. Was by celebrating life, celebrating life, another great term for sex, (laughs) um, in cemeteries. Quote, group activities were one of the ways people celebrated life. Orgies. (laughs) At Avignon's Chanfleur's Cemetery, for example, things got so bad that a papal papal official had to threaten the fornicators and adulterers (laughs) with excommunication for committing unseemly acts on the graves they shouldn't have been doing it on the graves i kind of agree (laughs) that's kind of disrespectful um (laughs) streetwalkers even took advantage of this desire by hanging out at cemeteries oh my god (laughs) it wasn't all fornicator all fornication revelers also dared to dance fight throw dice and play other games among the graves as well i guess because like it's kind of a commentary on how like death was so commonplace i guess Mm mm-hmm that it just, like, became a place to hang out. And I kind of 
dig it because it's like yeah we we're so scared we're we're so scared of death like go go to the death place i don't know <laughs> it's very deathy over there yeah. um okay so medieval experts advised med- no sorry medical experts advised limiting physical activity mm-hmm. <clears throat> physical activity mm-hmm. medical logic at the time said that too much Physical activity overheated the body, (laughs) according to Joseph Patrick Burns' The Black Plague, and this allowed, quote, bad air to enter the body through one's pores, increasing the chances of catching the plague. Of course They really knew nothing. They just knew nothing. Oh, my goodness. They're just making shit up. But again, it was... Heavy breathing. Well, I... That's all they had. Not exactly. It was the scientific method in practice. They were trying to figure it out blindly. Right. You know? right it was also a time of heavy repression yeah so (laughs) heavy breathing during the act might also lead to inhaling too much of that bad air (laughs) a german physician even advised that all physical exertions and emotions of the mind including running jumping jealousy and promiscuity should be totally avoided sure Uh, should be totally yeah don't be jealous. You'll catch the plague. <laughs> um, should be totally avoided or risk catching the dreaded black plague. <laughs> what could people do? They could spend their downtime relating tales and stories and with good music to delight their hearts. Somehow that just doesn't sound quite as fun. No. Um, <clears throat> selling yourself was institutionalized. So, as the casualty took toll of the plague increased... Working girls benefited more and more, according to Jeffrey Richards. They began to enjoy a, quote, seller's market due to a general lack of labor in the area, leading to a, quote, a general improvement of their conditions. Yeah. (laughs) Because they were making more money. So, (laughs) Leah Lydia Otis wrote that as the Black Plague waned, there was a quantum leap in the institutionalization of working girls. Municipally owned parlors were built and complete with royal safeguards. Wow. <clears throat> Otis did note, however, that the demand for girls began to wane at that time as well. Oh. So, people were getting frisky. Mm-hmm. Some thought, immorta- some thought immorality helped cause the plague. Uh, sure. Of course. <clears throat> of course. Joseph Patrick Byrne wrote that many lawmakers at the time adopted the, quote, Christian belief that sin angered God, who expressed his divine wrath through plague, unquote. And they turned those beliefs into legislation. Of course they did. So mm-hmm. once again, we're in an epidemic and politicians and lawmakers are taking advantage of the situation to repress the public. Look at yes. that. We've always been shitty. Yep. Many older, <laughs> many older, quote, moral laws essentially became just plain laws this meant that sexual immorality was heavily legislated this quote sanitary legislation targeted sodomy and selling one's body in particular so we're going after the gay community and sex workers look Mm -hmm. at that like we've always done 
In Florence, for example, working girls were kicked out of the. It just sounds so familiar. Why are we we're like we're like in the middle of a pandemic and we're making laws about like not helping people who are transgender? Mm-hmm. It's so weird how history repeats itself. <laughs> there, I saw a shirt the other day that said, "Don't make me repeat myself." History, and I yes. wanted it real bad. I want it too. I need that shirt. Oh, you can um, make them. Mm-hmm. You've got the cricket. Oh, I could make one. That's true. Yeah. Um. This sanitary legislation, blah, 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 I already read that. Okay, so in Florence, for example, working girls were, quote, kicked out of the city in the wanting years of the Black Plague. When the industry reemerged in the decades that followed, they were still forbidden to work on the streets, but certain establishments were still allowed to legally operate because, you know, the guys who made these laws still wanted to fuck. Yeah. The hypocrisy is very clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, here we go. There was also, uh, there was a, there was still a very active gay subculture. What, what? So, according to the Encyclopedia of Homosexuality, Volume 2, which I did not know existed, um, a, quote, vital urban subculture of homosexuals existed during the Black Plague. Wow. It wasn't until, yeah, it wasn't until the Renaissance that, quote, more detailed records of the life and attitudes of homosexual men and women emerged. <clears throat> See, I But this never vital heard subculture was alive. What, the book or the fact that gay people have, were around? Well, I, not that gay people were around. I knew that they were, but like, I didn't <laughs> know it was a culture, like a subculture that was thriving so much. In that time period. No, me neither. But it's naughty to keep secrets, so I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also, it was criminalized, so they had to keep it secret. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Um, but this vital subculture was alive, despite, quote, only fleeting glimpses of it in literature of the period. A few decades before the Black Plague, King Edward II of England was murdered, and centuries-old rumors say he was executed for homosexual activity. Um, the belief that sexual immorality such as sodomy helped cause the Black Plague surely was another factor in keeping the subculture hidden during the period. Yeah, sure. Half the population died because a few guys were doing butt sex. You're right. Sure. Makes sense. Totally, totally logical. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I swallowed weird. Um, okay. okay. <clears throat> you ready to get really kinky? Sure. Okay. Pseudoflagellants performed acts in public. Wow. So-called flagellants during the Black Plague were, according to Professor Mark Damon of Utah State University, quote, professional self-torturers who went around whipping themselves for a fee in order to, quote, bring God's favor upon a community hoping to avert the bubonic plague, unquote. Me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll whip myself if you give me $20. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They were literal whipping boys that people employed to buy remission from sin. This is so crazy. Oh my I don't want to whip myself, but you could take my torture. Catholicism. Oh, woo! <laughs> um, the church, of course, outlawed this behavior, but that didn't have much to do... That didn't have much do- to... What? 
Oh, that didn't do much to stop the practice. Yeah. There was, an, there was also another group of lesser-known pseudo-flatulents that went from town to town performing physical acts for a pu- in public for a fee, and the church outlawed them as well. Well, of course the church did, because the church outlaws anything fun. <laughs> like whipping yourself for money? <laughs> oh my god! Um, oh, this is the gross one. <laughs> This is the bad one. You ready? Oh, God. Sure. Incidents of incest increased, which makes sense. You're quarantined in your house. So I'm your also sister gonna go starts looking say, pretty fine? What? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I'm also going to say that incest was everywhere during this time. Yeah. Like, all the nobility was marrying their cousins and shit to keep the money in the family and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, like this wasn't really outside the norm no it's not right i don't agree with it of course no but they did not know like what the they it was taboo of course but like they did not know they didn't realize like what the full consequence like the d like the genetic consequences of that kind of activity was as well so yeah it was just kind of like well this is taboo because it's in the bible that we shouldn't do this but we're gonna do it you know, anyway because i'm horny yeah. And we're all about to die. <laughs> so, in domestic violence in, metal, in medieval text, Eve Salisbury, Georgiana Div- Donovan, and Meryl Llewellyn Price wrote that... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Wrote that incest in England actually increased during the Black Plague. Why? Simple arithmetic. The plague destroyed between one-third and one-half of the population, making exogamy, meaning marrying only outside their clan or community, improbable. Yeah. Makes sense. The problem, Donovan wrote, wasn't keeping cousins from marrying, but instead finding living cousins with whom one might preserve the patrimony. (laughs) A lot of noble families died off during the plague years, meaning intrafamilial marriages greatly increased. So you couldn't, like, combine your estates because everybody was fucking dead. Mm -hmm. You had to save your bloodline. All right. Yeah, I gotta get a sip of water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Fines for fornication increased. Of Who's surprised? They did. I'm not surprised. No. <clears throat> this is the last one. Okay, so Richard M. Smith wrote in Land, Kinship, and Life Cycle. That the severity of fines for fornication in England increased as the severity of other legal fines generally decreased in the middle of the Black Plague period. Isn't that weird? Hmm. Let's let's make money off of sex because we know everyone's going to do it. Exactly. Another tax on the poor. Yeah. That's exactly Smith interpreted. It it is. Smith interpreted the high fines during this period as a punishment for acts that were seen as morally improper. The courts essentially decided to ramp up the punishment for immorality in response to the Black Plague. Blame the fornicators, basically. Mm-hmm. That must be why we're all dying, because people are fucking too much. Yeah. <clears throat> it couldn't be rats. <laughs> couldn't be lack the rats of sanitation. you're in your space with. Yeah. Bla- Smith did note, however, that attitudes about unseemly acts, such as fornication, and thus the inclination to increase the fines for such acts, may have been changing even before the plague stroke. 
which is what I'm thinking. And then they took mm-hmm. advantage of the situation to get their shit passed. Yeah. Like they're doing now. Yeah. Yep. We all need to pay attention. All right. But that's it. Wasn't that fun? It was. This was a fun episode. Thought I'd keep it creepy. Yeah. And a little sexy. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, sexy Halloween times. Yeah. <laughs> Every holiday right, you is guys. a great time for sex. Yeah, I, I agree. That's how it, they should all be celebrated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit of sexy times mm-hmm. and a lot of food. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have some great Halloween plans for this epic Halloween that we have coming up. Yes. Um, remember, there's a crazy moon and it's on a Saturday. Yes. And we're also quarantined. So it's really going to be fun to come up with some new traditions. So, um, Send those to us. Tell us your ideas, what you plan on doing, how you plan to stay cozy, and remember... You are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.